Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Let me introduce myself, and we'll get into the segment here today. For those of you who are unfamiliar with me, 
My name is Dre Baldwin. Many know me as Dre all day. I'm a former nine-year professional athlete. I'm the author of 31 books and created this whole brand framework and philosophy that is called Work On Your Game. It's all about taking the mental tools, strategies, skills, and uh, attributes to help athletes get to the top 1% in the sports world. And I created a framework that takes those same tools and translates them over and helps people like yourself. Most of you are probably not athletes. You take those tools and apply them at work and in everyday life. That is what I do for a living right now. And today what we're gonna talk about is one of my favorite frameworks, one of my favorite principles, one of the foundational principles of the entire work on your game philosophy. And any of you who knows about me or you will come to know me, you're gonna notice this thing is something that I live out. It is called the same things, the same way, every time. The same things, the same way, every time. This is how a pro becomes a pro. It is also how a pro remains a pro. So I got three, one, two, three points as usual that I'm going to share here today. And hopefully we have some time at the end of this segment to take some comments and questions. So if you have some, do not be shy about sharing them. I like to leave some time for that, but hopefully if I leave some time, you all got to participate. So don't uh, leave me hanging here. If I leave time, then nobody talks. So let me get into my points. And then if I, if there's anything you want to share, be ready to share it. So let's get right into it. So the first point is this, as stated in uh, one of my frameworks called The Third Day is also the title of my latest book. Uh, what makes someone a pro at what you do is not talent. Many people think, that, especially in the sports world where I come from, those of you who may be fans of sports or you watch sports, you ask someone what makes somebody a pro in, in sports. Usually people think, well, you gotta be pretty talented. You wanna be a basketball player, you gotta be tall. You wanna be a football player, you want to run track, you have to be, you know, big, strong, fast, you got to be able to jump high, you know, all those, all those physical attributes are all part of your genetics and talent. And yes, talent is an entry fee that you must pay in order to be eligible to get into the room. But talent alone is not enough to make you a pro and is also not enough to keep you a pro in any line of work. Because no matter what you do, all the professionals who are in this room right now, regardless of what line of work you're in, you probably know of some people who have just as much, if not more talent than you when it comes to uh, their uh, oratory skills, when their, their ability to write, maybe the things that they know, their uh, intelligence, their you know, physical attributes, uh, being pretty, whatever it is that we can lay out as a talent. There are plenty of people that you probably know of who have just as much, if not more talent than you, who are not at your level professionally. So this is proof that talent alone is not enough to make somebody a pro. And again, you can have a lot of talent and maybe you'll get a chance because of your talent. That means you have some potential and there are people who are willing to invest in your potential to see what happens with you. But if that's all you have, then you don't have much. I want to say that again. In any line of work, if all you have is talent, you don't have much. You are not going to last long in any career if the only thing that you have is talent. You're going to need to develop some other uh, attributes and resources that turn that talent into actual productive results. Because uh, I don't know of any company in the world or any industry in the world or all of us. We are all not only producers, but consumers. Do any of you pay for talent? Or do any of you buy stuff because of the talent of the person who's selling it? No, you buy stuff because of the results that that person can produce through their talent. The talent, you don't care. I don't care about how much talent somebody else has. I care if you can help me get the outcome that I want. That's what I'm paying for. 
as a consumer and as a boss, as a buyer, as a company, none of them pays for talent. We all pay for the results that we're going to get. So understand that there are plenty of amateurs out there in the world with talent and potential and you know, they could become something. But what makes someone a pro are consistency, dependability, and reliability. Those are the things that we want from a pro because we want to know exactly what we're going to get and then they go out and do it. With a pro, you can predict their performance and you can predict the results of their performance. The reason why you as a consumer will pay somebody is because you know what they're going to do and they know what they're going to do. But I want you to understand that being a pro and someone knowing exactly what you're going to deliver is not some kind of you no know, hocus pocus abracadabra magic trick that you pull out of your hat. There's actually a method to doing this and there's a, there's a system that you can apply to what you do, to your work and to your life that can help you to be able to produce this on a consistent, predictable basis that will make you the type of person that your clients, your customers, your prospects will seek out because they know exactly what they're going to get from you. Let's move on to the second point. And actually an in-between point, between point one and point number two, is that consumers, all of us, again, we are all not only producers, but also consumers. As consumers, we just want to know what we're going to get from a person. And what we know what we're going to get, that's the person that we rely on. Coming from the sports world, one thing that I know, I have plenty of teammates who are very talented but inconsistent performers. There were times, even myself, where I clearly had shown my talent, but my performance was not consistent. A coach on a sports team would rather go with the less talented player who's consistent than the more talented player who you don't know what you're going to get from. Because if I know what I'm going to get from somebody, I can plan around that. I can game plan around knowing what I'm going to get from a person. But if I don't know what I'm going to get from somebody, I can't build a game plan around you. I can't plan my future around you. I can't say, all right, well, we're going to do this and this. We know we're going to get this from this person. If I don't know what I'm going to get from you, then everything that is based with you and everything with you involved is a big question mark. Because I don't know if you're going to show up or you're not going to show up. Any of you who's a sports fan, you've been watching the NBA playoffs that are in full swing right now. The star players, what makes them a star is not their talent. It's not their ability. It's not the fact they can run fast and jump high. There are guys playing at the local no, rec center who can run fast and jump high. Uh, they're working at Walmart when they're not playing basketball. What makes someone a professional is the fact that you know what you want to get. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, the Magic Johnson, can know your frame of reference. You know what you want to get from them every single game. That's what made them great. Now let's move on to point number two. We are talking the same things the same way every time. Being a professional is actually pretty boring. All the professionals who are in the room right now, I think you know what I'm talking about. But let me lay it out so you know so I know that you know what I'm talking about. Being a professional is not as exciting on the inside of the room that it may look on the outside of the room. If you go watch a professional do their thing, let's say in some, some profession that you've never actually been in yourself, and whatever that person does is actually pretty impressive, it looks fun, right? It looks exciting. Any of you who's ever done anything like uh, any kind of modeling or any kind of TV, I've done some stuff like that, and it's actually very boring to do. It looks exciting. The finished product looks good, but it's actually very boring. There's a lot of, any of you ever done any TV or modeling or uh, done any acting or something like that? 
I've had some right experience in that, and it's actually extremely boring because you're like standing around for like eight hours for maybe 20 minutes of real action. And I'm kind of being tongue in cheek there, but I'm, I'm not that far off of how it is. In professional sports, the same thing. When I played, there were teams I played for overseas where we would have a game once a week, every Saturday, but we would practice Monday through Friday twice a day. So that's 10 practices for every one game. And then what if you don't play that much in the game? So think about that ratio of how much work you're doing that nobody sees versus how much stuff you get to do that people do see. And then you might not even get your chance when it's time to be seen. Being a professional is very monotonous work. Again, on the inside, you know this, but on the outside, it might not look like that. Being a professional is not a some 24-hour roller coaster of excitement. Uh, it's not like being at some amusement park and it's all just fun and games. For you know, anything that many of us do, for example, I have a, a daily podcast comes out every day. When I recording a new episode every day can be fun. I mean, I get to choose the topics and choose what I'm talking about. But coming up with new material consistently is not always exciting. All of you doing the work that you do, like this topic today, same things the same way every time. Most of us as professionals, we're doing the same stuff over and over and over again. As an athlete, we would have practice every day. It was the same stuff, the same drills, the same warm-up. The coach is giving the same speech. They're telling the same stories. They're using the same, um, I guess, what they considered to be motivational quotes. We had to, do, we had to work on running the same plays. And that stuff can get really, really monotonous. It is really hard to show up and do that every single day. And imagine you're sitting at the end of the bench. You're not even playing any games, but you still have to show up every single day and do that work. Not as exciting as it looks on television. Some days you don't feel like doing that work. There are going to be days you don't feel like showing up. There are days you don't feel like recording. Days you don't feel like making those phone calls. Days that you don't feel like coming to practice. But... You have to condition yourself to do so, so that when you start doing it, you can get in your flow and deliver the way that you're expected to deliver. And that's how you become a professional. And that's the reason why you stay a professional. It's not because you're so individually brilliant. It's because you figure it out or you've implemented some kind of process, which becomes a habit and it makes your delivery and your results predictable. That's what a professional does. A professional is not every single day coming up with some new way or some new reason or some, you know, some hype up that's getting them into the mode to do what they're supposed to do. They are conditioned to do it on a consistent basis. And again, that's why they get paid to do it. Every professional who's in this room right now, I want you to just uh, answer this question silently. Is there anyone here in the entire time that you've been in the workforce, even if you've changed jobs, even if you've changed careers and industries and companies, is there anyone here from the time you entered the workforce to today, you've been excited and motivated to come to work every single day? I don't think there's anyone listening to this who would say yes to that question. Nobody is excited to be at work every single day. Right, Michael Jordan wasn't excited to be at work every single day. Right, the president is not excited to be at work every single day. But the professional finds a way to show up and deliver consistently regardless of how they feel. That's why you're a pro. And this understanding is what, again, makes you one and keeps you one, the professional that it is. There is more variety in being an amateur than there is in being a pro. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you're an amateur, 
Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Pick and choose. You get a choice. You get to decide whether or not you show up and work. You don't really feel like working when you're an amateur. Guess what? You don't have to. All right, I don't feel like coming to work today. Don't come to work. You can not show up. If you want to half-ass it one day, you can half-ass it. Doesn't matter who's going to do anything. Who can hold you accountable? Technically, nobody, because you're an amateur, and by definition, an amateur is not being paid for their work. So, therefore, nobody can demand anything of you. And when you're a professional, the technical definition of a professional is someone who is getting paid to do a certain job. You're getting it's what you make your income from. And when somebody's paying you, and again, all of you think of this from the other side as a consumer. When you're paying somebody, you can make demands of them. A person who is Paying the money is technically the boss. So even those of you who are entrepreneurs, you might think you don't have a boss, but you actually do. Your customers are the bosses because they're the ones paying the money. If you don't think they're your bosses, just imagine what happens if they stop paying you. All right, how much business do you have? You have nothing. So as an amateur, you have the choice to not show up. There's your variety. As a professional, you don't have the choice. As soon as you sign that contract, as soon as you accept that wire transfer, as soon as that payment goes through, now you signed yourself up for a job that you can't leave, at least not until you fulfill the work. And this is why there's more variety in being an amateur than there is in being a pro. And this is why I'm saying being a professional can be boring. And usually when people are paying you, they're not paying you for randomness. They're not paying you for you know, do what you want to do. They're paying you for a specific outcome that they know exactly what they're going to get. And you deliver it over and over and over again. That's what being a professional is about. And that's why the third day is the third day. What the third day is about, briefly, is that moment in your career, that moment in your day, that moment in your life. Some of you may be going through it right now when you realize that this thing that you signed up for, this might even be your business or your actual career, is not some roller coaster, you know, amusement park. It's not all fun and games. It's not one big party. You're like, man, this is actual work. And it's the same work over and over again. And I have to keep delivering for as long as I want to keep this job. That's what the third day is about. The third day is not just the moment when you realize that, but it's actually really, what it's really about is a decision that you make as to whether you're going to keep showing up and doing that job. And that's what separates the professionals from the amateurs. When you're a pro, you have to do it every time the same way because that's what your consumers, your customers, your clients are paying for. This is an understanding that you need to have, hopefully, you knew this before you stepped into the world that you're in as a pro. If you didn't know it, you had to find, it, find out the hard way, kind of like the crash course. But you know, this is one of the, my missions out there is to let everybody know. Whatever world you're stepping into, it might look fun from the outside, but once you get in, there's going to be some real work that you have to do over and over again. And it's, again, not as exciting as it might look from the outside. Moving on to point number three. We are talking again today about the same things, the same way every time. This is what makes a pro a pro and keeps a pro a pro. All this being said, what is the name of the game? How do you actually put this to work and actually make it work for you? Is one simple concept, and we call it conditioning. Conditioning. 
in sports, for example, in basketball, we'll just use, we would do conditioning drills. Conditioning drills would be simple. We, and if you have seen a basketball court before, it's longer, it's longer when you're actually on it, running up and down it, than it looks like, even if you're at the game watching or looking at it on TV. Players make it look small, but it's actually pretty big. When you're, we would do drills in practice where we would just do all kinds of sprints, running back and forth all over the court at different segments, touching the lines and all this stuff as fast as you can, running against the clock. The reason we would do all that is to condition ourselves for the game. Right? You watch a basketball game, you see the players running back and forth and they're jumping and shooting and dunking and grabbing rebounds and playing defense and all that stuff. And the general concept of conditioning is that you do all that running, football players do the same thing, so that when you get in the game, hopefully you don't get tired as quickly or as easily, right? Or maybe you don't get tired at all. But what people have to understand is that uh, the human body is still the human body. I don't care how great of a shape you're in, how great of an athlete you are. If I was to take everyone in here, even those of you who are you know, marathon runners, take you to a basketball court or a football field and have you sprint up and down that court or that field 10 times, everybody is going to feel fatigued, even myself. Everybody's going to feel some level of fatigue. The difference is the well-conditioned individual only needs about 30 seconds of breathing time before they can go and start sprinting all over again. Whereas the poorly conditioned individual might need 30 minutes or not 30, maybe 30 days before they can start running all over again. That's what conditioning is about. And the form of conditioning I'm talking about here today is not necessarily physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. It's you understanding that this is the job that I signed up for. And even though it's not gonna be exciting every day, even though I don't feel like doing it every day, you condition yourself to show up and do your job over and over again. And again, this is the thing that people are paying for. This is why, though, in my book, Work On Your Hand, the first chapter is on mental conditioning. And this is why we do conditioning at the beginning of the season in sports, because the first thing we need is the ability to keep moving. Then you can apply your skills. Not skills first, conditioning second. It's conditioning first, skills second. And in all of us can condition our minds to deal with the inevitable challenges and setbacks and demands that come with, first of all, life in general, second of all, with our careers and our businesses. The conditioned the condition athlete gets their body ready and their team ready to deal with the challenges of the opponents, the demands of playing a sport every day for six months, and the professional in anything, those of you listening to me right now, you condition yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally to deliver the same things, the same way every time, because that's what your consumers and your prospects want. And remember, we are in a results-based business. We're in a performance-based business. People do not pay for your talent or your potential or even what you say you can do. They pay for the con consistency of the results that you produce. So understanding that while variety is fun, uh, we all love variety and doing different things. This is what, the reason why we go on vacations, right? This is the reason why we take breaks. This is the reason why some people, depending on the line of work you're in, you may love the weekend because, you know, the weekend means a break from the monotony of Monday through Friday. Again, for some of us, not for everybody. But your customers don't want variety. Right? The people who pay you, they don't want variety. All right? They don't want something different. They want the same things over and over again. That's, what they, that's why they show up. They come back and pay you again because they want you to do the same thing that you did before. They don't want you to reinvent the wheel. They want you delivering the same stuff the same way every time. All that being said, I feel like I said that phrase so many times here. Let me recap my points and 
we got enough time here to open the floor for some commentary. So I hope you all have some. Don't leave me hanging here. Let me recap my points first. Three points. Number one, what makes a pro? A pro is not talent. It is not skill, resources, knowledge, or experience, even though you must have all of them in order to get into the game. What keeps you in the game is the fact that you can deliver consistently, even when circumstances and depend on your line of work, your opponents and your competitors may be doing everything in their power to stop you from delivering, you deliver anyway. Right? You still make an impact even when everything may be conspiring against you. That's what makes a pro. Number two, being a professional is a lot more boring on the inside of that world than it looks from the outside of the world. It is monotonous. It's the same stuff over and over again. It's not a 24-hour roller coaster of excitement. It's not Disney World. You are doing the same stuff over and over again. You must condition yourself mentally to deal with that and still deliver at a high level. You are not allowed to show up and sleepwalk through your work. And again, depending on the, the level of work that you're doing and what your clients and customers expect from you, the less of that is tolerated. You have to condition yourself to deliver at a specific level over and over again, even when it is old hat to you. But remember, it's not old hat to your customers and clients, especially when they're giving you their money. And number three, all that said, the name of the game is conditioning. This is the reason why um, conditioning is this first chapter in one of my books where I laid out my entire uh, framework and philosophy. The reason why in sports, we start the season doing conditioning work, then we work on the skill stuff. As a professional of what you do, you condition yourself to deliver consistently at what you do, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, the same way every single time. And while the variety is fun, your customers are never, ever, I don't know of too many lines of work where customers are paying for variety, even in a place that has variety. I'm going to Disney World. I'm, I got a certain expectation of what I'm getting at Disney World. Even though it's an amusement park, I have an expectation of what I'm getting. They can't just do random stuff because they feel like doing something different. They have to give me what I'm paying for. And if they're not giving me that, I'm going to stop coming. I'm going to stop spending my money. And then everything becomes a problem. So do not reinvent the wheel, professional. You have to figure out what is it your clients and customers want from you. How can you deliver it consistently in a way that has very little variance over time? That is the very definition of consistency. So all that being said, let me open up the floor for some comments. Oh, we got a couple minutes here. Who wants to go first? Jeray, this is Monica. You know, I always jump in first with you, dude. How are you? Good to hear you. Excellent. You made me think of something. Um, I, I uh, from the age of 15 to the age of 19, I marched in a sport called drum and bugle corps, and it's very intense. And what you were talking about took me back there, and I was thinking about how many hours and hours and hours we would practice. The season was December to Labor Day, so September. And no matter how great our show was, by the time we got to finals in, in, uh, at Labor Day, preliminaries and finals, no matter how tight our show was, every single rehearsal, and we would rehearse a lot, 12 hours on Saturdays, 6 hours on Fridays, 4 hours on Wednesdays, and then Sundays, 12 hours, just for a 13-minute show during a competition on a Saturday. But no matter how tight we got, we always started with basics block. Always started with basics block. And you're wondering, like, why are you starting with basics block on a Saturday after or Saturday morning, lining up in, in a grid formation and marching and, and doing your basic, whatever your basic skills are, whether it's horn snaps or whether it's drum snaps or rifles or whatever. It's because if you don't stay with the basics and you don't continue to reinforce those basics, and you go on to the more exciting, fun, novelty things that you offer, 
you get away from what makes you great. And I think in business so often, we, we get entranced with something new and we get away from what made us great in the first place. And then when we bring new people on, we're, no, we're not in the habit of training basics block. So our new people don't know the basics that we started out with. And so we put them onto what's new without training them and showing them what made us great. And that is what helps to break a culture apart is when your new folks come on and they don't know your basics. So I really loved the, uh, what you reminded me of this morning and just that reinforcement of how it relates to business. This is Monica and I'm done. Good stuff, Monica. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, John Wooden, legendary UCLA basketball coach, when he would recruit new players, he would have he would teach the players how to put on their socks and how to tie their sneakers so they wouldn't get blisters on their feet. And these are the best basketball players in the country. So that uh, what you just described there is a an example of exactly that. That basics over and over again, same stuff every time. So I appreciate that feedback, Monica. Who else wants to go? Good morning, Dre. It's Dr. Jamicia. Good morning, Jamisa. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Great. Good, good. So when I was listening to um, your analogy of talents and how that's not enough, I actually um, I thought about my kids <laughs> and I thought about uh, the difference between the two. And um, as far as like my, my daughter, she, she's not um, as talented as my son but she's very consistent. She's very disciplined and reliable. And she does her studies the same. And she's, she shows up the same. And she finally got her degree um, and has gone on to her career. Whereas my son, who's that talented kid, he's just a genius who doesn't turn in his work, <laughs> who doesn't do what he's supposed to do, and now is looking at his sister like, how, right? I'm, I'm smarter, which he is. He's more talented, but that's not enough. And so that is what made me think about it. And now, I mean, he's still at this very day, still struggling to get his engineering degree. I mean, he's struggling only because, not because he can't do the work, but because he is not consistent, reliable, or dependable when it comes to that. So I appreciate what you said. And I just, you know, it came up for me in a different way. So thank you. Absolutely, Dr. Jamisia. Thank you for sharing that. And that, that discipline, that consistency is really the, the big thing that separates people in the long run. Hopefully your, your daughter has enough talent to you know, pay the entry fee to get into the room. And hopefully also your son and develop that discipline, borrow some from his sister, and utilize that talent to get himself to the levels that he wants to get to. But, and, but I appreciate you sharing that. And we are right at 6.30, so I appreciate the feedback from uh, those of you who spoke up and also everybody's attention here. We are right at 6.30, so I tell people one last thing. The link up here is from my daily motivation text. I send out every single morning. Next one's coming up about 90 minutes. You want to get it, just click that link and text me. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.